Hello this is Diksha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 27th of February. India recorded over 16,000 COVID-19 cases and more than 100 fatalities in the last 24 hours. Maharashtra contributed to more than half of the new COVID cases detected, reporting more than 8,000 cases in the last 24 hours. The state was followed by Kerala, which reported more than 3.5,000 cases in the same period. More than 1.42 crore health and frontline workers in the country have received the vaccine so far. The central government had a meeting with states yesterday to discuss the rollout strategy ahead of the second phase of vaccination. The phase is set to begin on March 1st and will cover people above the age of 60 and those over 45 with comorbidities. In an update on travel restrictions, the Directorate General of Civil Aviation, or DGCA, extended the suspension of international passenger flight services till March 31st. The agency said, however, that international flights may be allowed on select routes on a case-to-case basis. Now for a brief update on global COVID numbers, more than 113 million people have been infected by the virus so far. Over 2.5 million people, meanwhile, have lost their lives to the virus. 23-year-old labour rights activist Naudeep Kaur was released from Karnal jail last evening after the Punjab and Haryana High Court granted her bail earlier in the day. Kaur spoke to the media after her release and said that she would join the farmer protests at Singhu border. She added and I quote, I will definitely go to Singhu and sit with the farmers. I have not done anything illegal in the past and will not do anything illegal in the future. I will always stand for the people. Unquote. The activist spent 45 days in prison after being arrested near Singhu for staging a demonstration. Kaur also spoke about Shiv Kumar, another activist who was arrested along with her. She said that his condition was very bad and he had not been shifted to a hospital despite orders to do so. While talking about the farmers protesting the centre's farm laws, Kaur said further and I quote, The farmers are sitting on the protest sites, leaving their fields. Nobody likes to sit on the streets if not for their demands. So, people should speak out in their favour so that a resolution is reached. Unquote. In a related development, the United Nations Human Rights Commissioner, Michelle Bachelet, commented on the farmer protests yesterday. She suggested that the farmer protest highlighted the importance of ensuring that legislations are based on meaningful conversations with stakeholders. Bachelet also spoke critically about charges of sedition being filed against journalists and activists for reporting on the protests. She called these actions as attempts to quote-unquote curb the freedom of expression on social media. She also pointed out that such actions were disturbing departures from essential human rights principles. The commissioner also commented on the situation in the Union territory of Jammu and Kashmir. She said that restrictions on communication in the region and clampdown on civil society activists remain of concern. In response to her statements, the permanent representative of India to United Nations, I.M. Pandey, said that Bachelet's comments lacked quote-unquote objectivity and impartiality. Referring to the incidents of violence on January 26th, Pandey said, and I quote, Unprovoked violence on our Republic Day in the name of farmers' rights apparently left Bachelet unmoved. Her indifference to terrorism is of course not new, unquote. Speaking of the events of 26 January, more than 100 protesters were arrested in connection with the violence and several are still missing. News Laundry reporter Nidhi Suresh has been tracing the cases of people arrested after Republic Day. In her latest report on newslaundry.com, 
she pieces together what happened in the arrest of 22-year-old Ranjit Singh. A day after the violence at Singhu, an image of Ranjit's face being crushed by the Delhi police's boots went viral on social media. He was arrested on charges of attempt to murder. In her report, Nidhi explains how the incident unfolded through video evidence. She also highlights the irregularities in the FIR filed against Singh. To read the full report, head over to newslaundry.com. It is titled, Singhu Violence. Farmer languishes in jail despite videos contradicting FIR. In the course of the farmer protests, a section of the media has been engaged in running unverified claims. Unlike them, News Laundry reporters have been on the ground bringing you factual, in-depth and unique reports. Such reports require time, efforts and most importantly, resources. We are a 100% ad-free platform and we rely solely on our subscribers to stay afloat and continue doing such work. So, if you aren't a subscriber already, support us by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of newslaundry.com. The lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court yesterday reprimanded Shambhu Raghuvanshi, a district judge from Madhya Pradesh. Raghuvanshi had challenged the disciplinary proceedings initiated against him. The judge was accused of sexual harassment in the workplace. Before dismissing his plea challenging the disciplinary action, the Apex Court said, and I quote, We cannot allow sexual harassment cases to be swept under the carpet like this, unquote. The court told Raghuvanshi that he was quote-unquote walking on very thin ice. It further said, and I quote, You may have a chance that you may be acquitted, but as matters stand now, you are convicted, unquote. The bench of the Apex Court, however, gave the judge the liberty to withdraw the case and to participate in the inquiry. The Supreme Court made these observations despite the woman withdrawing her complaint against the district judge. Her complaint was filed under the Sexual Harassment of Women at Workplace Prevention Prohibition and Redressal Act. The court noted that a woman has the right to withdraw her complaint and the departmental proceedings of the Madhya Pradesh High Court are anyway independent. The High Court had initiated disciplinary hearings against Raghuvanshi after a junior officer had filed a sexual harassment complaint against him. The complainant alleged that the judge had sent her inappropriate messages. The Election Commission announced the poll schedule for four states and one union territory yesterday. West Bengal will vote in eight phases, Assam in three, and Tamil Nadu, Kerala and Puducherry in one. The EC said that voting will be spread across a month between March 27 and April 29. It added that results for all five assemblies will be announced on May 2nd. West Bengal and Assam will go to polls on March 27 for the first phase of voting. Kerala, Tamil Nadu and Puducherry will go to the polls simultaneously on April 6th. According to an NDTV report, with eight phases this time, the West Bengal Assembly elections would be the longest poll ever in the state. In the wake of this, West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee raised questions over the dates and the number of phases of voting. She said, and I quote, I have information from my sources that the poll dates are similar to the ones that the BJP wanted. Have the dates been announced as per the suggestion of Prime Minister Modi and Home Minister Amit Shah? Unquote. Banerjee pointed out that the EC had decided to hold elections in constituencies of the same district in separate phases. She claimed that this was done to disadvantage her party, the Trinamool Congress. Listeners, please consider this a trigger warning as the following news contains graphic details of sexual violence. 
a woman was allegedly gang raped and later set on fire by a father and son in Uttar Pradesh's Sitapur. The police said yesterday that the incident took place after the woman hitched a ride on the cart of the accused men while on her way home. According to the police, both the accused have been detained while the woman was admitted in the district hospital with critical burns. The Sitapur superintendent of police, R.P. Singh, said that the incident took place on Thursday. He said that information was received on the emergency service that a woman in her 30s was allegedly raped and set on fire by two people. Singh said that both the accused, a 55-year-old man and his adult son, have been detained and the interrogation is ongoing. He added that the woman had sustained 30% burn injuries and was out of danger. Now for some international updates. A United States intelligence report has found that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman had a personal role in the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi in 2018. The intelligence report was declassified yesterday. The report's assessment was based on the Crown Prince's control of decision-making in the kingdom. It was also based on the direct involvement of a key advisor and members of the prince's protective detail in the operation. The report said that findings made it highly unlikely that the operation was carried out without the prince's directions. It also named 21 individuals complicit in Khashoggi's death. Khashoggi was killed and dismembered by a team of operatives linked to the prince in the kingdom's consulate in Istanbul. The Saudi Foreign Ministry rubbished the intelligence report as a negative, false and unacceptable assessment. It also said that the report provided inaccurate information and conclusions. The police in Myanmar cracked down on protesters demonstrating against the military rule today. According to media reports, one woman was shot and killed in Moniva in the police action. This came in the backdrop of the country's United Nations envoy urging the body to use any means necessary to stop the military action. The police were out in full force today in the main city of Yangon and elsewhere. Taking up positions at the usual protest sites, the police detained people as they gathered. According to Reuters, several media workers were also detained. Despite cracking down on protesters since the coup, the military leadership said today that the authorities were using minimal force. Myanmar's ambassador said at the UN General Assembly that he was speaking on behalf of the country's detained leader Aung San Suu Kyi's government. Appealing to the UN, he said and I quote, use any means necessary to take action against the Myanmar military and to provide safety and security to the people." Unquote. Myanmar had descended into instability after the army seized power and detained the elected leader Aung San Suu Kyi on February 1st. Multiple members of her party leadership were also detained. The military has alleged that the results of the election won by Suu Kyi's party last year were fraudulent. Before I wrap up, on this week's News Laundry Hafta, the panel is joined by Raghu Karnad, author and contributing editor of The Wire. They reflect back to the Delhi riots that took place last February. The discussion also spans Patanjali's fake claim about Coronil, the stadium named after Narendra Modi, Disha Ravi's bail and much more. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.